Hey, welcome back to Shellheads. We are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we have a fantastic show for you today. So much news. So much news. Uh, I'm I'm Sergio, uh, your your host. Uh, your other host is with me. His name is Jeff. Jeff, how's it going? Greetings. It is going extremely well, Sergio. How's it going for you? Like trying to process the amount of news we have to go over really has me questioning if we can even fit the main topic into this episode. I I think we can do it. I I I think we can do it, too. But it's 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 going to take some work. So I guess the the, the first chunk of that work is getting to the point. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready, Sergio. What's our first segment? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Nothing at all. Let's move on. What's the next segment? (laughs) Seriously, though, there's nothing in my box. We can move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was not expecting that. Let me compose myself here. Hang on. (laughs) Okay. And now it's time for the news. Uh, a lot of it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Did you lose your lunch over there? Almost. Almost. Yeah. So it it is time for the news, and boy, howdy, uh, do we have a chunk of news? Um, as as many of you know. Toy Fair happened since the last time we talked, and so we have a giant slate of Toy Fair news. But before we get to that, I'd I'd like to talk about the news topics that aren't Toy Fair related. You know, your regular news. You know, like basically what we would have any other week. So, so Jeff, looking at our big deck here, um, what do you want to talk about first? It's not figure related. It's not figure related. Uh, well. Now you can conveniently watch all of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Paramount Plus. Season two just dropped. Yes, it did. Uh, I don't know why it took so long, but I'm happy that it's there because that's a great show and more people should watch it. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I guess we need to, to parlay that directly into the other chunk of, of Rise news. Uh, and that is uh, one of the creators of Rise, Andy Suriano. That, yeah, that's how you said that. Uh, he announced, was it last week, that he was, you know, starting his last week of work at Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. which probably means the movie's done or whatever he's got to do on the movie is done mm-hmm. or it's being shelved and it's never going to come out. I really hope it's not that second part. Uh I, I guess it's 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 only the the only reason this is really news is because any future that Rise you know may or may not have it doesn't look like it's going to have Andy Seriano and that probably means that it, the show has lost a champion uh, who was working with Nickelodeon mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's half of the you know Ant Ward is the other the the other main creator. With one of them gone, there's there that's half the number of voices there saying, "Hey, can we make more rise? Can we make more rise? People really like that movie. Can we make more rise?" Maybe they're seeing how you know, like all of Rise will do, 
maybe on Paramount Plus to see. Now, this is all speculation, folks. The movie could, you know, still be cooking, almost done. You know, this this kind of thing happens. People move on from other projects and go on to other things once some things are done. It happens all the time in the world of animation. So, yeah. Don't don't start freaking out just yet. Let's just <laughs> let's let's wait and see because you know we will report about it um, as soon as we hear anything. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know if if you follow this this topic on a uh, on Twitter, there are a lot of Rise fans, like very serious Rise fans on Twitter. It's gotten huge. So like this, you know, just like every iteration, you know, this could be somebody's first exposure to Ninja Turtles, and you know. What a great way to get introduced to turtles! Like you know, like hey, what else is there? And so you know, I think you know, it's just the the fan base is just growing, and it's 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 great uh, to have because what better show to ha- watch on a if you're having a bad day than Rise? That's true. That's true. Um, let's talk about comics for a second. Okay. What is what is our big, uh, arguably, I I would argue the biggest news we have. To talk about today, period. Well, it's something that we kind of called already, but we weren't a hundred percent sure. Did we? Yeah, because we were looking at the what what issue was it? IDW. Um, oh, I can't remember. That had the new the new look of the turtles, and they're like, oh wait, oh one twenty seven, one twenty seven. And I was like, why does Jenica have a bandana braid? I was like, wait a minute. She doesn't do that. I was like, one other character that I know that has that, and that would be Venus de Milo. Yes, yeah. I think at the time we were both like, eh, it's probably Jenica. Like, it, it, she may be braiding her, you know, her mask, you know, as kind of a callback to, 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 to Venus. There's no way they're going to bring Venus back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in issue 127, which comes out, I believe, in two months. We're going to see a sixth or seventh Ninja Turtle. Really depends on how you're counting. Yeah. Because uh, there's the four and then there's Jenica, Venus, and then there's a there's like a baby turtle that they're dealing with right now in the comics. But that's a different that's a different story. Venus de Milo's coming back. Oh, and Slash. And Slash. That's right. Yeah. Eighth turtle. Yeah. And yeah. if you if you want to count Metalhead, that's nine. Ooh, we all. Yes, I, I count Metalhead. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this? If they can take a character that was just pretty much not, you know, didn't have any real substance or just anything, you know, going on, and turn it into something amazing, it's it's the people at IDW. I agree with that. Uh, it should be noted that. Sophie Campbell is handle is still handling the writing on this title, so it's going to fit squarely into the arc that she has been writing since uh, issue 101. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten you know mixed reviews since she she took over, yeah. um, but having just read the most recent issue, it's it looks like it's going in the right direction now. Oh, good. Uh, and the, the the most recent issue, so 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 the the leak the, the images that they that they showed of uh venus have her as some sort of mutant slash frankenstein-y looking franken-turtle franken-turtle yeah with a power source in her shell which looks like the foot 
clan symbol. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 real cool. And the 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 way the last issue ended, I can see how they get to where Venus is like this two issues from now. So it it I'm on board. I'm here. Uh, it can't be worse than the last time we saw Venus. It really can't. It really can't. <laughs> uh, so so there's that. That's that's really big. Uh, and the good news is is the IDW comic shows no signs of slowing down. None whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, we have. I I put two news topics on my list here that aren't really news topics, but I want to talk about them before we get to the toys. So okay. are you ready? Yes. The first one is <laughs> loot crates two and three delayed again. Oh, I was <laughs> actually going to mention that. Yeah. So I'm not saying that they, they announced a delay, but it is currently March 1st and none of those crates are in my house. Yeah. And they were supposed to be here in February. Well, I mean, we can draw the conclusion that one COVID two, they might be stuck on a ship somewhere, you know, because the, 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 the box isn't, I'm sure well, I'm, what it is, is there's probably some stupid knickknack that they ordered from across the world and it's, they're waiting on it to come in. That's gotta be what it is. That's entirely possible. I mean, th- there's a plethora of different reasons why, you know, these are being, you know, delayed or taking so long. Um, yeah. And it sucks, folks, but a little bit of patience. I know it's not easy. Trust me. I have freaking ADD. It ain't easy having patience. It's it's this this series two isn't going to be done until uh, like a year later. That that's that's how it's going to work. Um, we just call it the Lionsgate method because it took ten years to release the '80s cartoon on DVD. So there you go. Yes, the, they're taking the Lionsgate route. Yeah. Um, the, the other piece of non news is, so, you know, that movie concept art that we, uh, talked about last episode. Yes. Nickelodeon was not happy that that got out. Nope. Um, so they were so unhappy that they actually reached out to the social media networks, uh, you know, like the Facebooks and the, the, the Twitters and the Instagrams. Let me stop you right there before you say anything else. Basic, they basically dispatched their foot ninjas. Yes, they did. And a lot, of course, it's impossible to completely squash it. Once it hits the internet, it's there forever. But a I have lot it saved on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a, a lot of posts about it were just pulled, just disappeared, including one from our Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I put it up, and within 48 hours, it was gone. Man, they ain't playing around. Yeah, but. It's fine. As as you have it, I have it as well. Um, maybe that means that what we saw, while um, it looked like it could be close to final, maybe it's not close to final at all. Maybe maybe it's just so far, so early in the process they didn't want to to poison the well. Yeah, I mean I get it. I mean especially if they were getting negative feedback because I'm like, look, you know, we were like that about Rise. A lot of people were about that are uh, were like that about Rise, and they're we were wrong. So I, 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 I'm just saying it was pulled, so I would expect there to be pretty big changes. Yeah, like if we've got we got a well, we got a Comic Con coming up. Yep. You know, maybe they're going to reveal a trailer or something. It's still pretty early for a trailer. Maybe you, you might be right, but maybe a teaser at least or something, just a little nugget. Yeah. 
maybe a, like a cowabunga or two. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's all. That's all we have for regular news, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, let me warm my hands up here. It's time for Tor It's time for Toy Fair. I'm going to hand it over to you. There's about 20 different NECA announcements here. There's even one from Playmates and one from Mezco. So let's let's go for it, Jeff. I'm going to start off with probably. I mean, there's there's so many in here that are that are fantastic, and I can't wait to get them. And I was like, I hate you, NECA, for wanting to just eat my wallet. I was like, I, I usually reserve my money for video games and movies <laughs> and, <laughs> and anime and stuff. But I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Starting off with probably one of the biggest surprises uh, is we're getting two different Last Ronin uh, IDW figures. Yes, we are. I don't think I would categorize those as the biggest surprises, but they were surprising because prior to prior to Toy Fair, we had no clue that NECA was trying to license the, the comics. Yeah. The new comics. Yeah. So we've got an armored and a unarmored uh, last Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of those? They look amazing. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've already pre-ordered, pre-ordered mine. I haven't gotten the unarmored ones yet, um, but I'll be doing that uh, eventually. But dude, he looks fantastic. I'm still on the fence on these. I am not like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the art in the last Ronin books. And while these are absolutely comic accurate, they, you know, they, they look like they're supposed to look. I'm just not a big fan. Like he he looks old. I know he's supposed to be. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. So, something about it is just just kind of to me. I'll probably end up pre-ordering and buying them anyway. I usually do. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm hmm. I'm very excited. <laughs> so I think they're going to do more than just him. There's um, there's other characters they could do, so that wouldn't doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um. What other what other NECA figures are we getting? Um. Well, I was going to lead. I was going to continue with the fact that we're actually getting. A last running from Playmates. That is correct. That that's also that's probably a bigger surprise than NECA doing one. Yeah. Because on this very show two weeks ago we talked about how Playmates doesn't do molds anymore. Yeah. They're not artistic. They're just a toy company. Well, didn't take long for them to prove us kind of wrong. Yeah, it was very surprising. Yeah, uh, I, I think the way I, I described the two Last Ronin figures that are coming, like the the NECA one looks like the Last Ronin. The Playmates one looks like a turtle cosplaying as the Last Ronin. Yeah, like they didn't really put a whole lot of money or time or effort into it, maybe. That's kind of a hard punch, but it just – they could do better. Oh, eh, well – now there's a there's a previews version uh, that I think is a previews exclusive that's all black and white, which looks pretty good. That one's a chase, actually. You can't even oh, order okay. that one through previews. Oh, okay. Well, I stand corrected. 
yeah i i because i don't because i'm a glutton for punishment apparently i've already ordered that one the, the playmates last run in because i i i don't think it looks better but i like the way it looks yeah i'm sure probably like once we get it in our hands and look at it it'll you know pictures don't always do things justice yeah until you you know get it in your house and just put it on that <laughs> shelf and, and look at it yeah and i've I've already told i've already told philip it's like hey man if, if you get any chases uh, i'm not saying put me above anyone else but i want them yeah so we'll see <laughs> what else we got uh, continuing uh, with that NECA train, I'm going to jump to the Archie reveal. Yeah, this, in my mind, this is the most surprising. Because I did not even, I didn't know the Archie comics characters were even on their radar. You kind of have to think, they're thinking long term. So they've got 30 plus years of stuff they can do. Yeah. And I'm imagining that Nickelodeon's like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Because they own all of it. They do. They do. So it's it's making money for NECA. It's making money for Nickelodeon. You know, and we're getting figures for characters that never had figures. Yeah. Yeah. From the Archie line, we've got Slash, Dreadmon, and Jaguar. And Ray Filet. Oh, that's right. And Ray Filet. I, for mm-hmm. some reason, I forgot about Ray. Uh, or Man Ray, as some people call him. Mm-hmm. Um, that Slash figure is beautiful. It's amazing. Like, that's... I didn't care for the... Uh, the 80s cartoon version. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, the Archie one, is 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 definitely tops. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and we're going to talk about Slash again pretty soon, but this version of Slash is my Slash. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot. He is a very very popular character, mm-hmm. but this is this is mine, my Slash. So to to see him in real life, I, I and the nerd in me, I really want to see what the box art looks like. Oh yeah, because if you know if you, the NECA box art is always very reminiscent of the property they're pulling from yeah so i'm really excited to see how they do the 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 turtles adventures or or how it how they make it look like an old comic yeah me too could we get like a a a cuddly cowlick carrying case dude you heard it here first folks this this entire archie action figure line from NECA will be a failure if it does not end with some sort of cuddly the cowlick right like either carrying case or or quote-unquote vehicle yep it's got to be to scale i want to be able to shove man ray in his mouth yep uh but but it looks like they're they're it looks like they're moving along the um the the mutanimals like storyline here because all of the characters they announced are part of the mutanimals Mm -hmm. good good stuff yeah i'll be i'll be getting a slash for sure I'm I'm picking and choosing. <laughs> you kind of have to like the, the, this is like a thousand dollars worth of figures they announced. God, it's 
the, um, the go broke fair is is what yeah, yeah. you know. I've I've seen posts and stuff. Everywhere's like, like, man, Neko backing up to my house, coming for my money <laughs> and everything I own. <laughs> the the posts have been hilarious, but you know. <laughs> uh, let's see if they stick with the Mighty Mutanimals line here. Uh, we can expect another Leatherhead, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Wingnut and Screwloose. Mm-hmm. And Mondo, uh, which all three of those already exist in the Toon line. Yeah. But so did Slash. Yeah, but not like this, though. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, in the Makes world faction figures, variants and whatever, I mean, that's commonplace. Yeah. Who else are we getting? Uh, well, continuing uh, kind of on that train here uh we're going to the 87 turtles uh series we're getting zach the fifth turtle and smash of the slash for cash dojo in his crooked ninja turtle uh costume it's two pack two pack yes uh we, we all know my 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 opinion on zach so yeah it gets better does he? He does. Does he? He does. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, not a huge fan of Zach, but I do like Smash. And the, the, like the other like announcement, you know, beside that was we're getting Crooked Ninja Turtle goons. Yeah. And Rock Soldier Infantrymen as another two pack. So it's like a like an army builder two pack. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we're not getting... I was like, can I just buy four Crooked Ninja Turtle goons, please? <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> well, that would be nice. I, I, I guess what they're assuming is is you either want one or you're a crazy person and you want four. And if you want four, then you're probably the same crazy person who wants four Rock Soldier Infantrymen. I mean, there's four of them anyway, plus Smash. What? So, and there are four... Or was he the fourth one? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while. But yeah, like if you're if if you're the person who really wants a bunch of turtle goons, you're probably the same person who wants a bunch of infantrymen. Yeah. That's why they bundled those together. And the great news is you can currently pre order both of those two packs on their website. Yep. Yes. Yes you can. Yeah. Um I think they're going to be up for another week. Yeah, he was I, the fourth one. Sorry, smash, so it's Smash and then three uh, foot uh, Crooked Ninja Turtle goons. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I say for another week. It's probably till the end of this week. So if you're hearing this and this is, episode is brand new, you probably should jump on now. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to be Target exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's next? Uh, we've got our first big look at Usagi Ujimbo from the cartoon line. Yeah. The, uh, the reveal that I saw was on the, uh, Turtles Lair sewer, like a playset thing. I don't think it's official, so don't take my word for it. Um, but it showed, uh, him in a robe. So he comes with like a little, like a, a, like a, uh, cloth robe you can put over him 
um, just like in you know one of the episodes. And of course, these all come with really cool accessories. <laughs> well, who else do we have? Um, well, we've got. We're going back. They're uh, continuing the Mirage line after such a freaking long time. <laughs> it hadn't been that long. There was a there's a loot crate, right? Uh, a well, exclusive loot crate figures. Eh, eh. You're not wrong though. It, it, they're they're finally diving back in, and there's some cool stuff coming. It's not what everyone wants, but there's some cool stuff. And when you say that, I know exactly what you mean. People that missed out on the the, the first wave of the original Mirage Turtle figures since they're long gone. They want to reissue. I'm 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 confident that that will maybe happen at some point. Um, yeah, or like a remold, like have someone else do the mold. Yeah. Now me, I'm I'm pushing for Michael Dooney. Uh, NECA. That'd be nice. Mirage figures. That would be fantastic because he's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Well, let's oh. see. We 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 got uh the, we got a good look at the Fugitoid. Mm-hmm. We got uh an Utrum. Yep. Which for some reason wasn't on my radar at all. And we got a, a Casey Tease, but the, the like the big the big one is uh Renette. That so, was yeah. that was a surprise. Yeah, like that's a deep cut. Everyone's favorite ditzy time traveler. <laughs> but I have beef. I th- I think I have beef too. They got her outfit color wrong. It's not it's brown. It's it's not supposed to be brown. It's supposed to be blue. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that's just for these uh Pending reveals. licensure approval. Yeah. Because, like, th- there were some uh, IDW reprints where sh- her outfit was brown. I don't know what. I'm going to go ahead and say it. What idiot decided, oh, let's let's color her blue outfit brown. No. <laughs> and this is not like a complaint saying, oh, the turtles have wrong colored masks. on. No, it's not that. It's she's always had a blue outfit no matter what and well, every iteration that i've seen her in it, like none of that matters like the version that they're trying to recreate is the one from issue number eight Ugh. where she has a blue outfit on yeah you know like just just make her blue man i'll be happier yeah we'll see we'll see It'd be interesting if they make her come with like a little, uh, what's that weird looking aardvark creature? You mean, you mean Cerebus? Well, not Cerebus per se, but like, I mean, they can't do that. <laughs> but if you remember in the 2K3 cartoon, in that episode where she shows up, there is, you a know, a Cerebus thing. Aardvark thing, yeah. Well, this isn't based on the 2K3, Renette. It's, it's not, but it could be a nice little nod. I'm just saying. But she does. What, no, she, what's, what, watch what's going to happen in, in three months. They're going to announce that they got the Cerebus license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. She comes with some really cool accessories. Her cape is uh, a fabric with like a little wire in it. So you can like shape it 
however you want. That is cool. Which is very cool. I really, really like when they do capes like that. Um, and then she comes with, of course, the Time Scepter and Scroll and some other stuff, interchangeable head, and a screaming Lord Simultaneous floating head. <laughs> That's I like that the best. It wouldn't be complete without it. Yeah. It really wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I uh, she looks amazing. I'm I'm brown or blue. I'm getting her. I prefer blue, but <laughs> I look. I'm I'm sure that Neca's inbox blew up when they announced her. So hopefully, hopefully they're taking notes. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, we're diving back into the Universal Monster uh, figures with Mummy Michelangelo. Mummy Michelangelo. Uh, we we knew that he was coming, mm-hmm. but we didn't know what he was going to look like. No. He looks great. I love how he's got this disgusting face, but I'm pretty sure it's a nod to the ever-decaying animatronic turtle head from That's the original exactly movie. That's exactly what it looks like, yeah. Yep. It's it's terrifying. But he does – don't worry, kids. He comes with an interchangeable head, which makes him look a little better. I Well, I like both of them. Like, yeah. even, even, even though it looks like a decaying turtle head, he's a mummy. He's kind of supposed to be decaying. So I, I yeah. like both the heads. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I like him more than the other two. But yeah. so far, they're batting a thousand with these these universal monsters. Yeah. And then we get April should probably be Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, I think that's been an, not announced, but I think that leaked. And it's supposed to be, I think, Judith Hogue as the Bride of uh, Frankenstein. So that'll be cool. That's it's it'd be real weird if they needed her permission to do that. I think they probably already did. That's funny. Um, and I, and that just leaves Donatello, which is probably going to be Dracula. Okay. I think that, but, but I think that would be wave two because I feel like it it was announced that this is going to be a long thing. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Um, what else? What, what else do we have? Um, let's see. Ah, the secret of the ooze four pack uh figures in a beautiful replica vhs style box yeah speaking of things that we called yep uh, yeah when when do we call we called this a long time ago um mm-hmm. those turtles look great they look incredible um uh, it, it's probably the team that did the the the, the first figures for the first movie probably did these as well because they, they have kind of the same style to them, even though they do look exactly like the turtles from secret of the use. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, right now they're going to be selling it as a four pack. Probably. I think, it, I think they said it was going to be on NECA's website. Yeah. As a four pack. And it's going to have uh, an accessory kit uh, with it. That has a whole bunch of extra heads and a whole bunch of extra stuff, mm-hmm. uh, including a keytar. Uh, Michelangelo is going to have his uh, <laughs> his uh, combat cold cuts. Yep. And regular nunchucks. They're all going to have their regular weapons, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, presumably, <laughs> presumably these are going to hit Walmart like the the first movie Turtles as two packs. I, I don't think that was said out loud by anyone important, but um, I think it was. I you know I watched the interviews on on YouTube with the, when they do like the reveals and stuff. And I know you don't watch those, but I kind of pour <laughs> over that that information. To bring you guys all the good stuff. Um, yeah. Yes, I believe they talked about that. Um, yeah, it, like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that they're going to milk these as much as possible. That's what they've been yeah. doing with the first movie. Yeah. Because those things are still showing up in stores. I was in our local uh, Walmart today and saw a, sh- a Shredder Splinter 2-pack. Wow. Those things are still trickling into sco- stores nationwide. So. Did you see any any of the Turtles? No, no. That's arguably the most popular version of the Turtles, period. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, but we're not going to argue that today. No. <laughs> uh, continuing on the, the movie train, uh, th- they also said that Toka and Razar, uh, that they're coming back. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, those were previously released via the NECA store. Mm-hmm. It's like two years ago at this point. It's been a while. Uh, they were they were actually the first uh, Secret of the Use figures available from NECA, and they never hit an actual store. So right now they're pretty expensive if you want to buy them. Them saying that they're going to release some more is good news for for collectors. It is good news. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, going back to the uh, cartoon line, we're getting a. We've already gotten a Raphael and Donatello uh, 15-inch figure. Now we're getting a 15-inch Leonardo. Yeah. I, I, I guess I guess they have to turn on their – they can only turn on their big plastic machines like once a year. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is taking them a while to get through these these four turtles. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I have the Raphael. It, they, these look great. So uh, I, I have no complaints. I'm I'm I may or may not get Mikey. Uh, if they made a metalhead, that's an instant buy. You know that. Yeah. I'd go nuts if they made a giant metalhead. That'd be really they, cool. They, let them finish the turtles first, and, and and then we'll then we'll wait. Yeah. Um. I think that's everything when it comes to Neca's actual reveals. Yes. There was there's there's one thing coming up called Holothon. Tell me about Holothon. Holothon is see you say that and I don't have the Twitter feed pulled up anymore. <laughs> I have the website pulled up. It's NECA and Target are proud to announce Holothon, the first of its kind global collectors event featuring the best in exclusive figures and never before seen collectibles. This four-week, one-of-a-kind collaboration kicks off March 18th and will be available at Target and Target.com within uh, within the U.S. and internationally at Holothon.com. So it's vague, uh, but on the Holothon website, there's a lot of different properties. Uh, of course, there's Turtles, there's Gremlins, RuPaul, um, ALF, Hello Kitty, The Evil Dead, Back to the Future 2. So... Apparently, NECA's pulling from all of from, from a lot of their different um, licenses to to do whatever this is. Yeah, I'm excited for the Alf figure. I'm, I love Alf. Yeah. Um, 
the reason we mentioned Holothon is because, of course, it's coming up and it's Turtles related. But what was sneakily leaked via Ke- a, a picture of Kevin Eastman? He they did he did this like quick clip thing and he's I think he's in like his office or something and like behind him was what looked to be Mighty Bebop and Super Rocksteady two pack and it's leaked and the images are out there and I think there's even even a barcode for Target and you get a better look you can find it on the web they look really good but there's but that's not the thing that I was the biggest question. Uh, I had to the left of him uh, was looked to be another um, multi-pack and it looked like four turtles. And I was like, what, which ones are they? But I guess we'll have to wait and find out during the holothon. I don't know. Like just because they're sitting on his desk behind him doesn't mean they have anything actually to do with holothon. True. Maybe he got early stuff. Maybe they're prototype stuff. Maybe it's custom stuff. Like it literally could be anything. Yeah. So just Uh, it it looks like it's in the packaging of the original cartoon, the '87 cartoon. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Red Sky Turtles from seasons eight, nine, and ten. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I will buy those. I love that season. Or, or, or maybe they're finally putting all four of the turtles into a regular package to be purchased at a Target. Maybe that's not the turtles in disguise. Maybe. Cause that, I don't believe that's ever happened. Could be anything at this point, folks. Yeah. Um, or again, it could just be a box that he was sent as a prototype. That's never, ever going to happen. Who knows? Yeah. I guess we'll talk about Holothon next episode. Let's see. No, we it, Holothon won't even happen until after our next episode. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so I guess tune in a month from now and when we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, the last piece of toy fair news that I see on our little list here is from Mezco toys. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, when they, when this hit the internet, Mezco was like, finally, we're showing you our turtles figures. Long awaited. So like, apparently they had announced that they got the license and just never showed any pictures of what their turtles are going to look like. Yeah. And they finally did that this that this year's toy fair. And yuck. Yeah, they don't look particularly good. Now, your mileage may vary. Uh, some of you guys out there uh, and gals uh, might really like these figures. That's true. I do. I do suggest you go look at them because uh, some choices were made. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got let's just say they kind of look like Mirage Turtles figures, but they all have the colored bandanas and you've already got people on social media going, oh, y'all, those are the wrong color. It's like there's probably a reason why they can't do that. But. But they Maybe. don't look the thing is, is they don't look like the Mirage Turtles esque like they look like they're trying to do the movie Turtles. Yeah, like like even the, the, the art that they have is reminiscent of the the, the you know, the poster of yeah. the Turtles poking out of the sewer. 
I, I just but but then they also have another piece of art where they're posed as if they're on the cover of the first comic. Yeah. So it's I, this is the kind of stuff that bothers me. The, like this mishmash can't decide what version you want to represent. So you're just going to release what looks to be a, a hardcore version of the turtles. It's like, no, no. Who wants this? Yeah, I'm sure somebody does. I'm if if any of you listening want it, buy it. Support turtle stuff. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But it for me, it's just yuck. I don't I don't I don't like them. Yeah. Look, they don't look okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's that the best you can do? <laughs> that's about the that's the best about the best I can give right now. Yeah. Without actually seeing you know more images. I mean, they don't look dreadful. It's just I, I need more than just like, you know, kind of shady, you know, looking, you know, effects ridden, you know, images. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't see any prices on any of this stuff. Do I don't know. Either. Like I would buy these if they're less than 20 bucks. I don't foresee those being less than 20 bucks. Those like, are probably like maybe 50 a piece, maybe. Yeah, you know, it looks like they're going the ultimates route, and I I don't know if I can ride that train. Yeah, it's like the Super Seven train you can't get on. Yeah, I I can't get on the the, the Super Seven train. So whatever. I think we did it. Do we do it? I believe that covers all the bases. We we just we just covered all of the news. <sighs> all right, well that's the show. Tune in next. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw an image into the, the the chat here that's just going to infuriate you, and I and I and I want to record your uh, your reaction. Do, don't do that. Don't do that. I hate you. <laughs> oh, I know. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen that. Freaking recolored style image. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, let me, I guess, contextualize this. So, the the Renette that we talked about, it has the brown bathing suit on, or the brown, I don't know, what, unitard? <laughs> With all the clocks. Yeah. So, that was a repaint done in an IDW comic book. But it, the thing is, is, it's so obscure because when IDW originally reprinted all of volume one or most of volume one, they did floppies. Like, it did, you know, here's an issue. Here's an issue. Here's an issue. And then collected them and then collected them again and collected them again. They didn't do a number eight. Like, they didn't do a floppy for number eight. Because they couldn't. That, that's probably why. Because, you know, because of Cerebus. But they do have – obviously, they do have the rights to do the collections. So they put number eight recolored in the Color Classics collection line. And so that's the only place that this weird version of Renette exists is, is in the trades and the hardbacks for the Color Classics line. And that just blows my mind that that, 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 that color – that color scheme is what leaked out or just somehow seeped out of these weird recolors. Uh, it's just a me thing. It's, it's really funny to me. I'll probably post this picture on our, on our uh, 
Instagram just to see if you can't you can't angry react on Instagram. But tell us how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, we have a main topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, But before we do that, let's take a break. Okay, Jeff, it's time for our main topic. Are you ready? I'm ready. What are we talking about this time? Season three of the 2012 Nickelodeon series. That is correct. Uh, we watched, what, the first nine episodes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a very long time since I watched these. I This is my first time watching season three. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you only had seasons one and two. Yep. Yeah, I think I might have only seen these episodes once mm-hmm. prior to this, maybe twice. Uh, but this is a pretty important arc. Yeah. Because uh, if you remember, uh, season two ended uh, with some drama. Uh, the Krang invaded New York. Uh, the Splinter is thrown into like a gully and kind of assumed dead. Um, Karai is mutated into a snake and the turtles are, have fled New York, which means that we get our, our, we get ourselves a little 2012 version of the Northampton arc. Yeah. Yeah. Which as you know, it is shellheads canon. That's one of my favorite turtle stories. Mm hmm. I'm not sure that I love this version of it, uh, I, I, and I don't even think they use the phrase North Northampton. Not to my recollection, no. At, at all. Uh, it's it's just kind of referred to as a farmhouse that April's family owns upstate. I don't yeah. even know if they say upstate is just in, you know, in the boonies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's where the story kicks off. Uh, the first episode that we're going to talk about is named Within the Woods. Uh, and the synopsis is pretty short. Uh, most of these synopsises or synopses are, are going to be pretty short. Uh, after Leonardo awakes, three months after escaping New York, the others come to grips with the possibility that Leonardo won't get better. However, things only get worse when a new mutant captures Raphael. I'm going to read this other synopsis because it may be better and i'll use the better of the two three months after being driven out of new york and narrowly escaping from shredder and the krang the gang takes shelter at april's family farmhouse uh, in this is calling it northampton massachusetts again i don't know if that's ever said in the episode uh, to recover and figure out how to stop the krang Uh, the turtles also deal with not having splinter around the possibility of leo not making a full recovery and a mysterious creature that is stalking the group. So who is this mysterious creature, Jeff? They're calling him the creep. The, <laughs> the creep. Sounds like a. I'm I'm going to say this in my pirate voice. Sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this this portion of this season, we see a lot of horror. Influence, which, as most of you may or may not know, the showrunner Ciro Ciro Neil 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 Neil. I've never known how to pronounce his name. He's a huge horror movie fan, and 
all of that influence can be found throughout the entire series, even if they're not dealing with horror. But the turtles and horror kind of go hand in hand. It makes for some really good entertainment. I would agree. I'd agree. And in, in, in this one, the clear uh, influence is fr- uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Freaking Jason Voorhees. Yeah, the creep is basically Jason Voorhees, so much so that at one point he's wearing Casey's mask. Yeah. Yeah, wearing Casey's hockey mask. Uh, and he's unkillable, and he's, you know, a big brute. He, he's Jason Voorhees. So th- that was cool, because I, do, I, I don't love horror, but I do love how stupid Friday the 13th is. Oh, yeah. I really appreciated this episode, because it... it, it put the turtles in a situation where they've never been. And that is without, without their father and in a foreign land. That's not foreign, but you know what I mean? You know, like fish out of water. Yeah. You would think they would be more comfortable seeing as they can, you know, be a bit more free, but they've never been in the woods. They've never been out to the country. So this was really cool. Having them uh, basically fight monster, the monster of the week. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Like, the episode is filmed like it's a Friday the 13th film. The mm-hmm. way that he, you know, chases after them and all this other stuff. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's really nice. We should also note that um, this is the first episode where Leonardo's voice changes. Yes. Uh, he's now voiced by Seth Green. Replacing Jason Biggs. Yes. Um, not that big a deal, you know, voice actors change all the time. What I really appreciate is them explaining it. Yeah. In the fiction. Because that was, of, that was nice. Yeah. Cause, cause of course Leo got the crap kicked out of him in the previous episode. And in this episode, his voice is different. And Donnie, Donnie's like, well, he has damage to his, his, uh, his, his larynx or his voice box or his throat or whatever. So that's why he sounds like Seth Green now. And, I, I guess what they're saying is that Seth Green sounds like someone punched him in the throat. <laughs> and that's you know, not, not that far from the truth. Okay. So I'm going to weigh in on this real quick. <laughs> I love Seth Green. I met him in a Star Wars convention. We were, it was like before the con even opened, I asked him if I could get a photo. He said, sure. The guy that was with him was like, we got to go. He's like, hang on guy wants a photo i was like that was really cool i appreciated that and i love the stuff that he does i don't at least right now it might grow on me i'm just seth green as as leo just doesn't it doesn't work for me i can see that for it's right weird, now. it's a it's a weird choice regardless yeah because they had a stand-in voice for biggs they just they could have used i'm not sure why they went you know, this route. Um, it's like w- when you change voices all the time, like on, like on Mr. Science Theater, like they changed Tom Servo's voice and they wrote in and people didn't like it. But then, oh, now we like it. So I'm pretty sure I'll be one of those people that just like, oh, okay, never mind. Well, let's just go on. Yeah. And, and as someone who watched the rest of the series with Seth Green as the voice, it'll probably grow on you. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Jason Biggs was also a weird choice. Yeah. So it's so it's not like they're <laughs> it's not like he's replacing some sort of titan titan of industry. Uh, 
Right. So whatever it works. It's just really cool. It's cool that they acknowledge it. And, and, and so, yes, I will give you that. I will give yeah. you that. Uh, what, what nuggets do you have or what else do you want to talk oh my, about? Oh my, oh my God. Um, there, there's so much stuff. Well then let's, let's get through it. We got, we, we got a lot to cover. Um, when, you know, when Leo is recuperating, it's kind of the reverse from the nineties movie. Cause he's in the, he's in the tub and recuperating and Raphael is looking over him. Uh, we got Michelangelo with the uh, old McDonald uh, hat, and he's humming, just like he did in the uh, 90s movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey and Don are in the barn. Uh, Casey is working on the truck. Uh, April's journals return. Yep. Um, uh, there's lots of nods to uh, the Evil Dead uh, franchise. Um Especially, particularly when they are out in the shed, um, we get a brand new uh, cartoon. First, we had Space Heroes, then we had Super Robot Mecha Force Five, and now we have Krognard the Barbarian, which is a nod to Thundar the Barbarian, uh, a fantastic uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon. Um. I'm here for all of this. Thundar. I'm not familiar with Thundar at all. Oh, well, you know I'm the cartoon guy. Yeah, because because I was thinking He-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, but nope. He's got a he's got like a lightsaber or the sun sword, and he's got a, a female companion, and he's got um, this big monster dude who looks like Chewbacca. Um, I believe it took place in the '90s. There was supposed to be a dystopian future, <laughs> and magic took back over the world. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? It's okay. great fun. Yeah, it's now great. that I Google Thundar, this, this is that's exactly what they're making fun of here, or it's, or homaging. It's good stuff. As soon as that Blu-ray came out, I snagged it. Um, um let's see, do I have anything else? Uh, I, I, we should note, we should note that you had, you you name dropped the original movie when when talking about. Leonardo being in the tub, but yeah. you have to remember the original movie was a flip flop of the of, of the original comics. This is also true, so it's yeah. a flip flop of a flip flop of flip flop. Yeah, yeah. So, so just like in the original comics, Leo is the one who got the crap kicked out of him. Yep. Yep. Yes, they three yep. flipped it. <laughs> they they re they flipped it back over. They, so they now... flipped the script. Yeah. Um, another cool note. Um, at the bottom of the Krognard, the Barbarian, like the title card, it says Almond Murakami Enterprises. And of course, Murakami is, we all know what that's from. Don't we kids? (laughs) I'm not going to say it. We've already said it. (laughs) Use the Google. Um, I, oh, and like when April is limping out of the woods towards Leo, because everybody's in trouble. She gets pulled back into the woods. That's another nod uh, to Evil Dead when uh, one of the girls is out in the woods and she gets pulled pulled back by you know, tree limbs and stuff. Oh, it's creepy. Um, I think I think that's about all that I've got for that. Yeah the 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 last thing I have is Raphael gets demutated or or like. The mutagen gets pulled out of his body by the creep. Yeah. Oh, that was freaky. 
and it's like that, that's really weird but that happened in the comics too like he he got demutated in was it the river yeah yeah it's technically not canon cuz i don't even think i think it's one of the only stories that nickelodeon doesn't own mm-hmm. uh but it's it happened during the the northampton arc so it happening here is i don't know if it's a direct homage or a direct reference but thematically it's 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 on point yeah which is which they did that a bit later in this in, in the season something that is not a direct adaptation but like a thematic adapt, adaptation and we'll get to that when we get to that episode yeah yeah um i like the vibes of this episode i like the vibes of the farmhouse i like the vibes of like everything going on uh one thing that i was not very happy with was michelangelo's depiction really not that not that he was acting out of character but like things are not good right now you know they can't go home they don't know where their father is i don't know if he's dead or not why is michelangelo still happy-go-lucky i will give you that you know it's a kid's show and you have to have the 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 comic relief i get it you know, you, you can't just have a whole half of us or a quarter of a season, a third of a season that is morose. But come on. He's acting like nothing's wrong. I will. Yeah. OK, now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I think it probably would have added more weight to it had he been worried. Yeah. More. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's keep this moving. We got a lot of episodes to cover. Yeah. Uh, the next episode is. Oh, where did it go? Did I? A foot too big. Okay, sorry, I had clicked off the page. Um, a foot too big. After Donatello once again tries to impress April, this time with a music box, he discovers and befriends Bigfoot who is being hunted by a collector named the finger Donatello then convinces the others to help protect it. Bigfoot. That is, uh, however, Bigfoot who turns out to be a girl grows to have a crush on Donatello and tries to win him over. Donatello re- realizes that Bigfoot liking him has the same effect on him. Uh, same effect as him liking April. Uh, okay. All right. I, I, I was both looking forward to talking about this episode and dreading talking about this episode. Yeah. Because as much as I love the 2012 series, I hate this episode. I'm not a fan of this episode either. Just straight up do not like it. I I don't hate that it has a uh, Bigfoot. I don't hate that, you know, there's, uh, you know, someone hunting Bigfoot and they have to protect Bigfoot. I don't even hate Bigfoot being a girl. I hate the like the teenage girl aspect of this episode. Oh, he's got a crush on you. Oh, you've got a crush on April. Oh, blah, 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 blah. This, this, this. Like, it was extremely heavy-handed, and there was a lot of moments where characters just didn't seem like they were acting themselves. Mm-hmm. Most specifically, Leonardo. When it, when Leonardo and Casey are in the in the uh, like the the barn, and they're openly making fun of Bigfoot. Yeah was the cringiest scene in the whole episode. And it didn't feel like something. 
Leonardo would say in any version of the character. I will agree with that. And they used that to prop up a, a section of the episode. It's, it's just it's uh, it's just icky and sloppy, and I did not like it. What did you think? There were some things about the episode I enjoyed. Um, you know, getting to see them play uh, in television, which was kind of nice. Just overall, like, it's, why did Bigfoot have to look like Chewbacca? Way too much. <laughs> or Chewbacca's mom. Um, why does, and why does Bigfoot know English? That that was really weird. Um, I didn't I didn't like the finger character, even though it's you know he's voiced by Jesse Ventura. Uh, it's old school wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is probably my least favorite episode out of season three. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was some cool stuff. Like, well, okay, there were some funny moments when Bigfoot, like they're they're hiding Bigfoot from you know somebody who's hunting them, hunting uh, Bigfoot, and they don't know who it is. And so, like, Bigfoot is, like, acclimatized, like, getting acclimated to being indoors. Uh-huh. And she <laughs> comes out of the bathroom. He's like, what? And Raphael's like, what? Oh, the toilet's clean. Oh, it's in the bathtub. And so later on, everybody's out of the house. And Raph's like, I got to go clean. I got to go take care of this. And he puts on his this, like, um, ventilator, like, gas mask thing you have to listen very carefully but it's darth the darth vader breathing sounds i heard yeah i heard that like the exact <laughs> so you know we've, we've gotten away with using r2d2 sound effects and darth vader sound effects which is great or, or, or at least the closest sound alikes that they can get away with oh no that's exact those are exactly the same sounds okay all right i'm a sound guy we're, i know we're not going to argue about that again <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm right. Anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, I like the whole the whole pooped in the bathtub thing. Like, again, it's a kid show, but yeah, the, leaning into poop jokes, eh, it is a little beneath them. They've they've never done that before. Yeah, even the admittedly silly '87 cartoon didn't have poop jokes. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the Turtlepedia makes reference to Harry and the Hendersons. Oh yeah, oh yeah, classic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a mess. I didn't like the finger at all. I like the idea of someone hunting the the you know the Sasquatch, yeah. but the finger. No, no, Wait, no. Why do they call him the finger? Because he has an extra finger. An extra finger. Uh, extra creepy freaking finger. And it wasn't even the the creepiest thing about him. Like, the creepiest thing was he was talking to a shrunken head of his mother. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I I. I'm just really glad the rest of the episodes are better than this one. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to move on? Or you got anything yes, else? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, good. Uh, let's move on to Buried Secrets. 
The turtles discover a lost Krang scout ship under the house and find April's lost mother. However, Mikey has suspicions that April's mother may not be who she appears to be. Uh, even though no one believes him, they soon learn that she's actually a Krang creature infused with the real Miss O'Neill's human DNA and memories. Um, this one's cool. Uh, it, it it deals with a lot of uh, emotion from the the, the April O'Neil character. Uh, it kind of fills a plot hole that we didn't know anything about. You know, we we didn't know what happened to April's mom or even if she had a mom or anything like that. We just she was not a factor prior to this episode. Yeah. Um, and it, it and it also does it it does a really good job of connecting this 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 Northampton arc to what is currently happening in the world because they can hang out at this, this, this farmhouse as long as they want, but ultimately there's a problem they need to solve. And this Krang spaceship being under the house is a reminder of that. Yes. Uh, what did you think? I, I loved this episode. Um, you know, I'm, a big Evil Dead fan. I'm also uh, a big fan of John Carpenter's The Thing, which I don't think you've seen yet. I've seen The Thing. Calm you down. Wa- you watched it? Yeah. Already? Because I thought that was on your list. And I watched it. And? The Thing is wonderful. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um. So it, it definitely gave off those big vibes. Like when they discovered the, uh, the seller, I'm like, nope. Uh-uh, there's nothing good down there in that cellar. Don't go down there. <laughs> Watch that movie too many times. I'm going to know. And the moment where, like, you definitely also had, I mean, yeah, I was going to say body snatchers, but it's it's definitely more the thing because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just terrifying. And it should be noted that um, April's mom is voiced by the original April from the 80s cartoon, Renee Jacobs. Really? Yep. That's fantastic. I did not realize that. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget that voice. Um, you know, I don't, I don't catch nearly as many nuggets as you do. I did notice though, uh, that on the TV, I think was it Raph that was watching the TV? Yeah. Um, he was watching Halloween three. Yeah. Season of the Witch. Uh huh. Because you can see the. Like the the, the jack o' lantern on the screen, and oh, I was yeah. like, I know that, I know that reference. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the creator, the creators of this series, when when they were given the opportunity to make the Northampton arc, the the first thing they said was, we're gonna throw as many horror references as we possibly can into this third of a season. Oh yeah. Oh because yeah. Because they absolutely did. Um, what else you got? Um. That's about that's about all I've got. All right. Yeah, I, I really like that episode, too. Uh, it's I wouldn't say it's the best one of this run because uh, there are some real bangers of it later. Uh, yeah. But. I enjoy it. If you I'm going to say and if you enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying these episodes, you know, go watch Evil Dead. Go watch the thing. You know, you have a little bit more deeper appreciation Um the original Evil Dead, not the remake. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's such a, a like a it's a weird thing to say. It's like, hey, go go watch the. Did you like this episode? Well, go watch Evil Dead. 
I'm not going to say, hey, you're going to like it because you liked this episode. You might if you're a horror dude. You might. You might. But at the very least, you'll understand where they're coming from more. Oh, yeah. You'll understand the context of the references, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Watch the thing. Watch the thing. It's so good. Every Halloween. Yeah, it's so good. So uh, let's let's keep it rolling uh, to the croaking. The cro- cro- croaking? Yeah, the croaking. Okay. After getting in trouble for trashing the house, Michelangelo gets upset and flees. Uh, after a member of, after meeting a member of the Punk Frogs named Napoleon Bonafrog, he unknowingly joins them in a plan to capture the humans and take over the nearby city. Dude. So, so, so there's there's a lot happening in this episode. A ton. So, not only do we get in, introduced into this this era of turtles' punk frogs, which they're not punks, they're just frogs. Yeah. They're mutated frogs. But the Napoleon Bonafrog character is basically just a frog Napoleon dynamite. Exactly, because John Heater is yep. doing his voice. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and it's, it's such a weird mashup of like references and beloved, you know, characters from the past. And it should, this episode should not work, but it does so well. It does. It, yes, it works absolutely great. Like Attila, the frog is there voiced by Maurice, Maurice LaMarche. Uh, Genghis frog is there voiced by Kevin, Michael Richardson and Rasputin. The Mad Frog is there, also voiced by Maurice LaMarche. Mm-hmm. And I swear I heard like four uh, Futurama characters between the two of those frogs. Oh, yeah. Like Hedonism Bot was in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, this was a lot of fun. The The only the only issue I have with this <laughs> with, with this episode is like this kind of starts the. The uh, we're going to follow this chunk of ooze episodes, right? Yeah. And we're supposed to believe that these frogs became sentient and, you know, became mutated. And within like three weeks, they developed these personalities and a hierarchy of power and this giant tree as their home in like a super short period of time. I mean, if you've got enough people or enough frogs, but they only had three, like three full on mutated frogs, right? Well, no, they had, I guess they had a whole army of them. Yeah. It just, it, it, it seemed like they didn't do the work, you know, to, to, to really develop the characters. The rest of the characters that got mutated were just dumb enough or just wild enough to believe that hey this this person might have been mutated yesterday but these frogs are a bit too advanced well i mean i get where you're coming from but also too in a lot of this stuff they don't tell you how much time has passed in in between now we're we're assuming that it's like literally the next day sometimes it could be a month or whatever i i I think they actually made reference to like it being a few weeks. Well, if they did, I, th- I think I'm they just, did. I'm just saying in a, in a general sense, but, but it, it wasn't like four years. 
Well, this is true. You know, <laughs> whether it was a day or two months, neither of those <laughs> periods of time are long enough to establish this hierarchy that the that the frogs have. It depends on like what stage, like what level the mutagen was, because it is vastly different um, in this. So it could, you know, add brain power. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Who knows? Who knows? You know, we, we're we're watching a kids show. We're not supposed to question this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it's made by adults, so you know, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's, there's one thing that I, uh, want to point out and that is on the, uh, in the news article that they look at online Aww. that has the drawings of the frogs, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I about shot water out of my nose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, there's. <laughs> Basically, police sketches of frogs that are, you know, terrorizing people. The first one looks like a picture of Napoleon, so good on him for drawing that right. The second one looks like a picture of the punk frogs from the original cartoon. The third one looks like Michelangelo from the <laughs> from the uh, Platinum Dunes movie. Without a mask. Without a mask on. Which is the low-key hardest shade they can possibly throw without so, just outright saying your turtles are ugly <laughs> so perfectly done there's there's a lot of nods a lot of nods like there's a clear godfather nod in there oh man maurice is great at that yeah uh what else you got uh the uh their whole tree like village thing kind of reminded me of the ewok village Okay. All right. A little bit. Yeah. I can. I can. Uh. I can. I can. I can dig that. Um. I'm getting kind of like a a weird vibe. There's another movie that kind of came to mind. Uh. Hell comes to Frogtown. What? It's a really weird movie with Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Not going to go into details, but there are frog people in it. Oh, oh, there's there's a Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. Yeah. Oh, that looks that looks I have to watch this. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> Why? It's it's really bad. I, I hope so. In the best way possible. Like, honestly, if I watched this movie and it was good, I would be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I love bad movies. Like when I say it's bad, I was like, but it's fun. The fun kind of bad. Hell comes to Frogtown. All right, we're gonna track that down. Uh, okay. Rowdy Roddy Parker is but is a bad is a bad actor. <laughs> well, not every wrestler can act. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't have anything else, let's keep it rolling, man. Uh, yeah, you basically touched on that nugget. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the drawing. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, the next episode is In Dreams. Man. <laughs> so good. When the turtles are trapped in their dreams by a brotherhood of outer dimensional beings called the Dream Beavers. 
<laughs> April tries to wake them up using her inherent psionic abilities. And Casey goes uh, to find a man who holds the key to stopping the beaver, the beavers from draining the turtles life force. This is a superbly weird episode. Mm-hmm. That pulls from a lot of different things, but ultimately all of it hinges on how weird the dream beavers are. I love those little dudes. I do too. What what did you think of this one? You said you liked it. I really really enjoyed it. Um, of course, you know you get uh, a mixture of uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series, uh, some Texas yep. Chainsaw Massacre nods here and there, yep. really creepy stuff all throughout. More Evil Dead nods and references. Um, it's a beautiful melting pot of genres, and this is this is where they work the best because you 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 craft something and just like again, it's it, the entire series is a freaking melting pot, and this yeah, episode yeah. is one of the best examples of that. Um, and you've got free, freaking Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England. Or Eglund, and Ed, Edlund? How? How? Not sure. I think, it's, I think it's just England. I, I think it's yeah, just pronounced England. Um, voicing Dread and Dire Beaver, and then you have the Crypt Keeper himself, John Cassier, voicing Dark and Dave. Dave. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, two two horrors iconic actors. <laughs> So they're not even hiding their 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 references and their homages very deep anymore. Now it's just right there on the surface and it's fine. It's fine. Um, As for the story, it was this is one of the best looking episodes of this arc. It really, really is because there's there's you can do anything in dreams. That's right. So like Raphael had like a weird heavy metal nightmare video type dream <laughs> um or i'm just gonna say nightmare mikey had a cute nightmare it's all like sunshine and you know clouds and talking candy um leonardo had a superhero nightmare where he touched a fallen meteor and it healed him but then he, he's fighting one of the beavers and then donatello had like a weird high school slash like office nightmare. Yep. Each of their nightmares coincides with their personality. Yeah. So, and, and um, the beavers are color coded. So one's purple, one's orange, one's red, one's blue. Mm-hmm. And of course the ones that are voiced by, uh, Robert England, uh, they look like their fur looks like, you know, Freddie sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they got you know the giant freaking claws like Freddy. So um, there was there was one quick moment where they were dreaming about comic book panels. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I'm very surprised that the Mirage Turtles didn't show up. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine that they didn't. I'm 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 actually kind of relieved that we don't really have to talk that much about it. But yeah. Those pages were deliberately designed to look like Mirage pages. Oh, yeah. 
Like even they even kind of had the duo shade or duo tone feel to the ink on, on the page. So that, that was cool. Very, very cool. But yeah, like, and then like, what was really kind of weird, like, you know, I'm not a, a sleep expert. Can you stay awake for 40 years, 40 years? No, you can't. See, I mean, I knew that was right, <laughs> of course, but I'm like, how are you? No, because Bernie stayed awake for 40 years to make sure the, the, the dream beavers did not enter this dimension or enter our world from their dimension. And he was keeping them safe in this like Necronomicon style book. Mm-hmm. And when, of course, when it gets broken, you know, the turtles are, you know, they, cause this is a pretty deep episode. Like if, if they don't do something quick, the turtles are gone. Yep. Cause they're feeding off their, their essence, uh, their life force. And, um, when Casey destroys the book and they appear in the real world, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, what? They're like little. <laughs> they're literally the size of beavers. Yeah. They're like, wait, something's wrong here. <laughs> and then they start going to this big monologue and then and then they just like tap them like, shoot. OK, OK, we're we're right out of here. I love that. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> they're just a nuisance. That's that's yeah. all they are. And they have like little like symbols on their stomachs, kind of like terrifying Care Bears. Oh yeah, okay. Instead of Care Bears, they're Dream Beavers. Yeah, Scare Bears. Scare Beavers. Dream Beavers, man. You know what I mean. <laughs> Some antics. What else you got? Um, I believe that is it. All right. I like I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, you know what else I liked? The next episode? Look at you. Context clues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Race with the demon. Casey and Donatello bond over building Casey's new hot rod, but their newfound friendship is challenged by a speed demon. A hot-rotting mutant who is terrorizing the roads. So, at the end of the Punk Frogs episode... Was it the Punk Frogs episode? Yeah. We see a chunk of mutagen fly onto, like, the asphalt of a road. And a car runs over it. This is the first time we're seeing that an inanimate object can become a mutant. Yeah. Which is really weird, and I don't know if they revisit that ever. I guess we need to take note and, and mention it if they do. Right. But uh, as I said earlier, this is this episode is not a direct adaptation of an old Mirage comic, but it does thematically feel like an old Mirage comic. And yeah. it's actually one that we read recently. Yes. Yes, it is. So that definitely helped. <laughs> yes, it. Uh, I probably would have would have caught it, but it definitely helped that we just read it. So wh- what was what was the comic that we read that had this in it? Um, issue thirty. Yes, yes, yes. Issue thirty. The name of that story was Sky Highway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I I think that's one of the books that. 
Nickelodeon owns, because I'm pretty sure it has been reprinted by IDW. Yeah. But that that was a much wilder tale with the turtles going into a, a different dimension and driving multiple cars and, and, and basically having to keep Casey from going crazy. This was a much more grounded tale in Northampton on the, you know, on the roads of Northampton. And it was one crazed car, not crazed person. Uh, the car was basically inhabiting the driver that was in the car. Kind of like a symbiote. Like a symbiote, yeah. So once the driver got pulled out of the car, the driver was safe and was like, what's going on? Uh, and towards the end, Donatello gets pulled in there and it and you get to see this giant deformed Donatello poking out of the top of the car. Like, this was a really cool episode. It was a very cool episode. Uh, Super, very creative. Yes. Um, yes. And we get some great chase sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, and, oh, what was that? What was, Ratfink, that's the one. Um, so. Yeah. So just, just like the. The, the demons in the the Sky Highway book, uh, the the demons in this or the you know the 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 mutant turns you into this this rat fink looking speed demon, and that and Demon Donnie looks like something from Rat Fink, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, what you got for this episode? I mean, you can pull inspiration from everywhere, and they do, like everything. Um. We pretty much covered all of it. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. We did not. Um, I mean, things to say, there's a, there, there's a chicken that becomes smart. That's Dr. Clunkingsworth, MD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, it was uh, some of the fuel that, I think, the fuel that was left over that got knocked over. Mm-hmm. And one of Mikey's chickens just got got in there and was like, oh, wait, what happened? His brain got ginormous. Yep. Turns out to be a very smart chicken and is their co is Casey's co-pilot. Yeah, it, it that was probably the weird. Even though this, this deals with a demon car, this is a, probably the weirdest part of the episode. Yeah. Is Dr. Cluckingsworth. Yeah. M.D. M.D., yes. Um, <laughs> when, um, when, uh, Casey and Don are working on, like, Casey reaches out, like, hey, I need your help. It's kind of a, like a, like a plea, because they're always at each other's throats. Um. Because of the April thing. Yeah. Yeah, the rivalry there. On the tires of Casey's new hot rod, it said, good enough tires, instead of Goodyear. Um, and on the, the artwork on the side of the door said had a like a like a flaming skull but it said pork chop express which is a reference to uh, big trouble in little china um the truck that uh jack burton drove in big trouble in little china oh wow another john carpenter classic oh yeah 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 um and 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 we we have to mention the scene where they're insulting each other and working on the car. Oh yeah. Straight, straight nineties movie, a reference. Uh, there's also, I mean, also this feels like, you know, like, like it's a Christine reference, uh, 
uh, as well. Another John Carpenter movie. Yep. Oh, that was Stephen King. That's a John Carpenter movie. Mm. Oh. He might have written it. Okay. That's well, a John Carpenter I movie. I stand corrected. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode. And and I don't know if I like the idea of a car mutating. That's that seems silly, but what they do with it works and it's exciting. And it, it, they they've committed more episodes to this Northampton arc than I than I think the 2K3 series did. Oh, yeah. I think they did like what, five? It, was, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that many. So I. But what's really cool is the Sky Highway book also took place during the Northampton era. Yeah. So when they were doing their homework to write these episodes, they went directly to those books and said, what can we take its inspiration from? Yeah. Let's keep it moving. All right. The next one is eyes of the chimera. When a mutant chimera created by, uh, created by mutagen combining a Falcon, a fish, and a worm is created by Speed Demon's mutagen, the Speed Demon from the previous episode. It kidnaps the Chimera, kidnaps Casey, Raph, Mikey, and Donnie, leaving April and Leo to stop it while overcoming their own disabilities, which is made even more difficult when April's mental link with the Chimera allows her to see through its eyes and feel its pain. So April is basically blind. She's not able to see what's in front of her. She only sees what's in front of the Chimera, which is useful in finding where the Chimera has taken the other characters. It's not very useful when it comes to fighting it or even walking to the kitchen. Um, this episode leans very heavily into Leonardo and his uh, his injuries. Uh, they, they, they've kind of been a lingering plot thread through all seven of these episodes. But this one, he's having to really deal with it because he's the only turtle left. The others have all been captured and he's dealing with a blind woman. Uh, so what did you think of the eyes of the chimera? I always enjoy a good, like, you know, like a monster, you know, of the week or whatever. Uh, I know they've all been monsters, but like, this is like legit, like one of the biggest monsters um, we we've seen. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, like yeah. April was like April's disability with her having that, you know, not being able to see in front of her. And then Leo still feeling, you know, just down and out because you know his legs not getting better um it's like well you keep not resting because <laughs> it's like the stale freaking leg you're doing somersaults and all this other kind of stuff and you're landing of course your leg's not going to get better um and so she really helps him snap you know the flip out of it um it's like you've got you've got we've got to go help your brothers you know or they're going to end up food for this giant freaking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, this whole arc has been just kind of like a nice, 
character growth for some of the turtles, or you know, mainly Leo. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with what he's dealing with. Um, this episode specifically feels kind of like a, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the pinnacle of this this arc. It's like, hey, we've been dealing with mutant monsters for the last seven or so episodes each one of them coming from the previous one and this is like the the big finale yeah uh which is cool it's it's cool uh like i don't know if i have much to say about the episode uh it 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 almost gave me uh what's that what's that richard Pryor movie hear no evil see no evil yeah vibe of course leonardo's not deaf but Right. It, it, it definitely had like a blind leading the blind kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Mike, Mikey talk, calling it a turducken is really funny. It is great. It is, it is very, very nice. We have some great, we have some great choice Mikey moments and, you know, throughout all of this. Yeah. Funny and all. Um, it should be noted that the the mountain that the Chimera goes to is called Talbot Peak. Which is a, a a nod to Mirage artist Eric Talbot. It's a good point. It's a good point. That's a good peak too. Mm-hmm. Yep. We get all the nods to all the guys. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, let, let's let's keep it moving because the, the next two episodes are pretty big, pretty packed, pretty packed, pretty important episodes, specifically for this arc. Uh, the next one is called Vision Quest. It's episode eight. When the turtles go to train in the woods to make them all more one with nature, they are visited by a spiritual manifestation of Splinter, who informs them that they must overcome their weaknesses by facing off against their enemies in a vision quest to prepare themselves for their return to New York. And we love the phrase return to New York, don't we? Yes. This episode is kind of amazing it really is uh they straight up go on a vision quest and they're they each one of them are given a like a thematic challenge to improve who they are and who they can become from the spirit of splinter uh it's reminiscent of the the vision that we see in the original movie takes place during the exact same part of the arc as well right before they go you know return to new york uh, however they didn't really have a vision quest in the movie this is kind of them uh proving to themselves that they're ready to get back to town and they end up battling uh spirit versions of let's see razar the shredder uh fish face and tiger claw yeah yeah uh, the turtles get their get new new armor and new like clothes. It's it, the cinematography in this episode is off the chain. It is superb. It's fantastic. What did you think? I really enjoyed uh, this episode a lot. This seemed like a Jeff episode as I was watching it. Oh yeah. Like again, it just kind of goes. It they they just dig deep into the the mirage roots, and it just they kind of flesh it out more. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get. <laughs> at first, I was like, 
it's like when when Leo's you know kind of walking around in the woods and you know he sees a deer. I was like, he just got his shell handed to him. Like, was that Rambi? What? Rambo Bambi. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, I loved how after that moment, like of that interaction with you know, I guess the forest spirit or you know guardian or whatever. Leo's like, we gotta, you know, we gotta go on this vision quest. We, you know, we we're too dependent on junk food and TV. And Mikey's like, don't you dare, you leave TV out of this. He is not having it. <laughs> He's running around freaking out. It was like, I don't want to do any of this. Each each vision trial that they go through, uh, like Raphael's, you know, entering a cave. I love the nod. It was like, oh, would have been a great, you know, uh no pirate ship. It's a nod to the Goonies, which is great because Raphael's voiced by Sean Astin. Yep. Uh, Leo's on a bridge fighting foot ninjas. Then eventually, you know, goes to the mountains uh, and fights Shredder. Donatello's on the mountains, fights Tiger Claw. I mean, we covered all this. Um, so it's nice to see all of those just kind of like pull into like, you know, one. You know, they're separate, but then they come together. Um, and each one, you know, they learn something on the way. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really fun, enjoyable, just action-packed, trippy episode. It is kind of trippy, but at, like at the end, like when when they return to Casey and April, and they're wearing their new outfits, and th- th- they're basically saying, "It's time to go back to New York." Oh, I got so many chills. I I legit got goosebumps. I've seen the episode before. I, I got knew it now. This was happening. We've 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 read this story and seen this in movies, and we knew this was coming. Yeah, but it still has that impact. It's of, a very heavy impact. Yeah, like the the the, the turtles that we we know from seasons one and two are different now. They have grown. They've are better ninjas they're they understand that they have like they have work to do it's oh it's so good it's so good it's very very good and it's done in a way that's fresh but familiar yep and that's how you do it folks Mm-hmm. uh you got any other nuggets for vision quest um no i think that's about it all right um we we should probably mention that Ice Cream Kitty has been with them the entire time. The entire time. The entire time that they've been in Northampton, Ice Cream Kitty has been right there. So, it's kind of chilling out with every sense of the word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the not the finale, but it feels like a finale. Yeah. The last episode we watched was episode nine of season three. It is called, appropriately, Returned to New York. Yes. Upon returning home to New York City, the Turtles discover that the city has been overrun with Krang droids and footbots. Uh, as they travel through the Krang-filled city, they find out that Splinter is suffering from amnesia due to the injuries he got uh, from his battle with the Shredder. Splinter is then captured by the Foot Clan and held hostage by Stockman Fly uh, and three Shredder mutants created from the DNA of Shredder 
and some crustaceans. So the, a lot happens in this episode. It's only 22 minutes, or it's only 20-some-odd minutes, but it feels like a 45-minute episode. Yeah, it really does. And I really, like, I remember reading Return to New York, not reading Return to New York, but watching Return to New York in the 2K3 series, and it didn't feel, or it felt too long. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, what could they cut out? Like, wh- why did why do they have to drag this out? How many episodes was it in 2K3? Uh, it was like two or two or three episodes, because Returning to New York was too long, and <laughs> City at War was too short. Yeah. So I, I remember watching that and thinking, why did they stretch this out? And I remember watching this and going, wow, they they fit everything they needed to into this episode. And it doesn't feel crammed in. It doesn't feel like they left anything out. Uh, we we get to see the new party wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my most favorite moments. <laughs> that is a beautiful baby. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the three mutant shredders that that uh, Baxter made uh, are the three from the comic: the Mini Shredder, Claw Shredder, and Shiva Shredder. Um. So so that's a, a fantastic, a fantastic nod to the Return to New York comic uh, that we've seen before. We saw that in 2K3, but to see it in, you know, in CG in this series is very surprising. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, go ahead. Do it. No, I said, oh, uh, I was surprised. Oh, yes, me too. Um, so it's. The episode ended without there being like a final battle with the Shredder. Uh, they they make a decision very quickly at the end. Now is not the time to fight. Yeah. You know, we, we have way bigger things to deal with. And namely, it's the Krang who has taken over the city and looks to take over the world. We even see uh, Carlos Chang O'Brien Gombe. The I mean, Carlos <laughs> Krang? Who's who's actually a Krang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so like it's almost a, a, a like a body snatcher situation. This was a fantastic return in New York episode. What do you think? It was so packed. Like you said, like they fit three episodes into one. And the pacing was never off. It was all just it was done right. They're like, oh, how are you going to explain uh, these weird, creepy shredder clones? They're like, well, he's experimenting with stuff. Yeah, you don't ha- there, you don't need that much explanation. No, not at all. And and there are long action sequences, but there aren't protracted, useless action sequences. Right. We get some great, great stuff with the party wagon. Um, uh, probably the one of the most notable things on the side is a bomb, and it's like it's a throwback to uh old warplanes that would have, you know, pinup women drawn on the side. It's a green woman with a mask and it says Venus. Like the, how did we talk about Venus twice this this episode? We just did. It happened. It happens. It happens. It happens. Um I really like this party wagon, but I even more so like that they took the VW microbus that was always synonymous with the 
turtles in the comics and grafted it into this series and then transformed it into the party wagon that we've always known since we were children watching the original cartoon. Yeah. Which they did before they went back to New York because they had to do something. Yeah. So they didn't have they don't have any they don't have any other stuff. Right, right. It's 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 just really impressive that they were with that one vehicle they were able to encompass two different eras of the turtles and it worked seamlessly. Oh yeah. It makes me wonder how far in advance they they planned that. That's a good question. Mm. I don't know. But it was it was beautiful. Like they had the uh the foot stinks on the bombs just like they did back in the day. Yep. And they were literally fart bombs. Yeah. They also had uh Coke and Mentos cannons. Cannons, yeah, I like that. And then the um the deer head that shot out flames. Mm-hmm. Or the deer headed flamethrower. I could say that. Um God, the thing was really weird is like seeing Splinter in like big underwear. What? Like Splinter did not oh. have his robe, so I was like, he's not just a naked rat. He looks like he's got like a cummerbund with like big human <laughs> underwear on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or you're you're being very very nice by saying it looks like underwear. It looks like he's wearing a diaper. Well, okay, you could you know whatever. Like, want to cover that? Yeah, like a little little. He's just wrapped in a diaper, which is. I I don't know what's weirder, him wearing that or being naked. Yeah, because the turtles don't really have any clothes on. No, but with Splinter wearing that little diaper thing, they're kind of acknowledging that he has genitals. I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's when I saw it. I was weirded out. Yeah. Like, what are they, what are they saying? Like, what what does this mean? It's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to think about it. Nope. No, no. Let's move on. And guess what, folks? Now you're all thinking about it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I I I don't know if they could have made this episode any better. Diaper notwithstanding, like it's 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 a very, very satisfying ending to the Northampton arc. Yeah, uh, it was an unconventional Northampton arc like the, it being so heavy, uh, like heavily influenced by horror. It almost doesn't. It's almost unrecognizable, unrecognizable as the traditional Northampton arc, but there's enough pieces there. There's the you know, there's. There's the the journal entries at the beginning of it, and there's the 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 three shredders in this episode that you can point to these things and say, no, no, this this is this is the Northampton arc that you remember and that you love, and we're going to do whatever we want to with it because that's what this series is, and it's fantastic, just like most of the rest of the series has been. Yeah. Well, what are your final thoughts on Return to New York? It's just it's like if you if it was like set up to be like a season end ending or like a, you know, like, okay, this is the, the season close out, you know, mm-hmm. that would have been a nice bookmark. Um, but this was, again, they, they fit so much into the episode 
it didn't feel like any of it was, you know, overstated its welcome. It was the pacing was done so perfectly. Um, and again, I didn't expect to see freaky mutant shredders, which was really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of hope they're not dead, but they probably are. Um, because when 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 April uh, got through to Splinter, uh, using you know her mind powers or telekinesis or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, when he's and when he fights the four armed Shredder, chucks him down a pit that has a fan at the bottom, and you just you don't see it, but you hear a crunch. I was like, ooh, he yeah, made. you hear almost like a buzz saw, like a yeah, yeah, he's gone, and see those guys again yeah because because all three of them get thrown down a quote-unquote hole yeah and then the last one it's revealed that that hole has a fan so it's 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 cool to see them kill somebody they're shredded uh the shredders got shredded uh into seafood tacos yeah yeah and and yeah you're right we're not going to see them again and that's good like yeah we finally have a character that doesn't just exist in the world because that's one of the problems i have with this series is we just keep piling characters on top of characters on top of characters and getting rid of none of them yeah so i what do you think of season three so far because this is the first time you've watched it this is off to a fantastic freaking start like I'm not a big horror movie fan. There are some films that I will watch and enjoy. My, I'm not into the gore stuff, you know, or whatever. Um, I am a big Evil Dead fan. Um, and, you know, just a few here and there. Um, and I know probably a lot of Turtles fans aren't big horror fans. But it plays it up so well. And it works so well with Turtles. Um and it's just, it's all, it's all just a beautiful. I've said it before. It's a beautiful, just mashup remix of just a lot of the stuff that we've we've uh, watched and read and seen before. Yeah. Um, we're off to a, a, a wonderful start, and I can't wait to uh, continue this journey. I feel a lot of the same way. Um, I, there's no denying that these episodes are good uh even even with them being a, a little off center for for what a you know a, a turtles series is the one thing i'm going to say is the writing in this first 9 episodes is not nearly as charming as the writing in the first two seasons okay and that may be because of the horror you know the deliberate horrorness but the like the mikey stuff like the mikey humor and the 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 the, like when Raphael gets mad in his face and his eyes turn into fire like yeah that stuff played way better in the first two seasons like those little those little one-offs the little you know knickknacks here and there in the episodes that just make you smile and smirk they didn't hit as hard this in in these nine episodes hmm I'm going to I'm going to stop short of saying they were they came off as a bit obnoxious like that's that's an overstatement. But I don't know. The charm just wasn't as prevalent as as the show has seen in the past. And I'm and I'm and and I'm hoping I'm hoping that I don't feel that in the latter part of the season. 
And maybe it's just because of the types of episodes they are. I mean, I could see that. But, like, I guess for me, they're it, they're perfectly fine because I'm used to watching anime. And that stuff is, like, so typical in certain types of anime. Um, so that influence is definitely there. But, yeah, like, with the tone and what's going on, um, I, get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, like, like, like this, the scene where it's like, oh man, Michelangelo dirtied up the whole house. You know, it, it, it doesn't come off as, oh, uh, as cute. It just comes off as this is a kid's show. We have to write it this way. Let's get to the point. And the point is we've got a monster this week, just like we had last week. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure people will disagree with me, and that's fine. It's I still really enjoy these episodes for a different reason, you know, for different reasons than I enjoyed than I enjoyed, you know, previous seasons. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, that's it, Jeff. Uh, we a, made it. Good ride. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we do this every time, and I'm going to walk you through this one. So, so Jeff. Next episode is episode 85. What could we be talking about? That's a character spotlight, Sergio. Hey, hey, there you go. There you go. Any idea what character we may be talking about? Are we going to save it as a surprise? Tune in next time and be surprised, folks. Uh, Oh, you're not you're not going to uh, spoil it. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's you know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, is that that's how we get you hooked. <laughs> Tune in next time, uh, Jeff. Between now and ne- next episode's character spotlight, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in uh, retro and uh, modern uh, games to enjoy. Uh, Neo Geo, SNK. Uh, our big game right now is King of Fighters 15, which just came out, and it's incredible. One of our top most played games. Uh, we're also starting back our Smash Brothers tournaments um, this week, um, and we, you know, do you know all types of other stuff. We also do restoration uh, on uh, cartridge-based uh, systems and games. Make them make old new. Um, so come out and game with us and enjoy some much needed game time. And where can we find you, Sergio? Well, uh, since I'm not really doing much right now, uh, I'm going to say, fo- uh, follow, uh, Shellheads on, uh, Instagram and Facebook and follow me, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, basically anywhere that has a follow button. Uh, my, my username is L I U. G E A U X. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, like a, a dopey French way of saying Lugo, which is my last name. So have fun finding me. That's, that's my username everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, and once, once there's some, some movement on, on some new reality breach stuff, which will happen later this year, uh, you'll hear it here in our little wrap up at the end of the episode. But right now, Shellheads is getting all of my focus and apparently all of my money. According to NECA, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, I again thank everyone for listening. Uh, follow us on our on our socials and 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 tell a friend. Uh, share the episode. The more listeners we have, the more we can do. 
Uh, and again, thank you for listening. And Jeff, thank you for being with me tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, Sergio. Always a pleasure. And thank you to all of our listeners as well. Yes. Uh, see you next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.